Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So welcome to the Karma You podcast. I'm Chloe Brotheridge. This podcast is designed to help you to be your calmest, happiest and most confident self. And this podcast episode, I'm talking about alcohol and anxiety. So going sober is set to be a big trend for 2018. And there are several books that I'm aware of that are coming out this year that are on this topic. And as this podcast is coming out in January there are probably lots of you that are getting involved with dry January and another reason for wanting to talk about the topic is that I get a load of messages and comments on my blog Karma You about this very topic and it's probably one of the most common things that people ask me about. So I'll talk a bit about my own experiences with alcohol and anxiety and it's something that I wrote about quite a bit in my book The Anxiety Solution. So from my mid-teens to probably early 20s I was absolutely a binge drinker and I know that that's the case for lots of us especially here unfortunately in the UK it seems to be a national pastime for us here and from a young age I would go out on a Friday night I remember from the age of kind of about 15, I would go out on a Friday night. I'd have no dinner beforehand, bizarrely. I think it was something about wanting to have a flatter stomach, which looking back, I know is a really stupid idea and definitely did not help with my hangover the next day. And also would have made no difference at all having no dinner. No one would have noticed my belly being flatter. So it was obviously a very silly thing to do. But I would go out on a Friday night having had no dinner And I would drink several pints. I don't even want to think about how many pints it was, maybe about five over the course of a night or maybe more than that of this horrible drink called Snake Bite and Black. And if you've never had a Snake Bite and Black, I definitely don't recommend that you start now. It's something that should be only reserved for teenagers growing up in Lancashire. And it's a mixture of basically cider and lager with a good old swig of blackcurrant cordial in the in the mix and it's basically a recipe for a horrendous hangover anyway after several pints of this on the Saturday I would wake up with the worst hangover ever I would feel really terrible my heart would be racing I would have weird tingles weird aches and pains in my body which my anxious mind 
decided was something more serious. So I had basically hypochondria or health anxiety the next day. And I would find it hard to feel like I couldn't breathe properly. I just feel really uneasy in my body, really, really bad. So alcohol was absolutely a big trigger for me when it came to my anxiety growing up. And I just think it's really interesting how much alcohol is such a big part of our culture. I was having a conversation with a friend over the weekend who had just finished doing a year of being alcohol free. And we were talking about how being a drinker is almost the default setting. It's what we're expected to do. We almost don't have a choice about it. It's just what everyone does. And so we find ourselves doing it as well. And if you are somebody that has decided to go against that and be sober or, you know, decided not to drink, then it's almost even now quite surprising and even a bit taboo probably in certain groups of friends or amongst your colleagues at work, for example, if you to say that you don't drink. So I want this podcast in part just to be an invitation to you to think about whether you want to untick that box, make not having to drink a possibility rather than just going with a default setting, rather than just going along with what everyone else is doing, actually considering what is really right for you and knowing that it is possible to make a different choice and to live a life a bit differently. So I'm going to talk about the issues that we experience because of alcohol when it comes to anxiety and our mood. And then I'll talk about some ways that you can perhaps change that. And I'll also talk about my own experience because a few years ago I spent about a year and a half, I think it was a year and five months without any alcohol whatsoever. And although that I wasn't doing that for reasons of anxiety at that point because I don't find at the moment that it's a big trigger for me. I was doing it for other health reasons. However, I'll talk about the ways that that really helped me and the insights that I gained from doing that. So here's why you could experience alcohol anxiety. So firstly, alcohol has an effect on your neurotransmitters, namely serotonin. And you all probably know about serotonin. It's involved in basically helping us to be happy and calm. It's really incredibly important. And you might have heard that alcohol is a depressant, even though it might seem as if at the time when we're jolly and we're, you know, having a great time and having fun, for example, on a night out, it might feel as if it, you know, elevates our mood somewhat. We all probably will have experienced how the day after it can be a real depressant. And that's because it lowers levels of serotonin in the brain and if you're somebody with anxiety or depression you know we need we need that serotonin we need as much of it as we can get we don't want anything sapping that serotonin so that's in part what can explain why we get this anxiety the next day or low mood the next day another reason is that it can cause our blood sugar levels to drop and this can cause things like the the dizziness the weakness, the nervousness, shaking, tingling, all those sorts of things can be a symptom of anxiety as well as having a hangover. So it can be a bit of a trigger for that. The next reason is it causes dehydration and that will cause us loads of physical symptoms. And I think part of the big reason why 
having a hangover causes us anxiety is because a lot of the symptoms of a hangover feel very similar to anxiety. So for example, if you're dehydrated, you might feel dizzy, you might feel weak, you might feel lightheaded. All of those things can be a trigger for anxiety because it feels so much like anxiety can feel at times. Alcohol can also affect our nervous system and it can put us more in a state of high alert. So we're more likely to get into fight or flight. So you might notice that your heart races the next day or that you have palpitations or that you feel very sensitive to light and sound and your sleep might be affected. And all of these things can be due to the way that alcohol affects our nervous system. And I know that for lots of you, and this was definitely the case for me as well, it can be a trigger for health anxiety. So you don't feel good in your body and therefore your anxious brain searches for all the reasons why that might be. And you go on a spiral of, you know, thinking that you're ill or thinking there's something wrong with you or just feeling very uncomfortable with the physical sensations as well. I remember always feeling that there was something wrong with me, getting preoccupied with, you know, twinges or feelings in my stomach or all sorts of different things that could potentially be something more sinister and getting really, really kind of upset with that and not being able to focus on anything else. I think that's one of the worst things about that particular type of anxiety. It makes it hard to just be in the moment because you can't stop obsessing over what you feel might be wrong with you. But what can we actually do about this hangover anxiety? So, I mean, the first thing is pretty obvious and that is not to drink in the first place. And maybe that is an option for you. And I want you just to consider that it could be an option for you. Or maybe it's just about trying to cut down the amount that you drink or trying to ameliorate the effects the next day so that it's not affecting you so much. If you're not ready to declare that you're going to be sober forever, then you might just want to set yourself a bit of a challenge, a bit like dry January, where you say to yourself, I'm going to stay off alcohol for 30 days and I'm just going to make a note of how it affects me and see what the impact is. And you might find things like it improves your sleep or you have more time for things or you're more clear-headed or you've got more energy to exercise. And, you know, doing a bit of an experiment with yourself. And I'm always suggesting this. I'm always suggesting that you do an experiment with yourself to see what the impact is for you. Because again, everybody is different. And so it's going to affect different people in different ways. So if you do decide to cut out alcohol for a period of time, keep a bit of a, a log, keep a bit of a journal about what the impact of that is and how it actually affects you. Because if you find that it really improves lots of areas of your life and it really improves your anxiety levels, then it might be very motivating as a reminder to help you if you want to continue on that journey of being free of alcohol, just to keep that going. And there is a fair amount of research that alcohol disrupts our sleep. And if we can reduce it or cut it out, we're going to sleep more deeply, we're going to have more restful sleep. And sleep is just so important for so many reasons. If you're sleep deprived, it's going to impact your anxiety levels and it's not going to be a good impact. So just a few ideas to help you to drink less if that's something that you want to do. So firstly, it sounds like such an obvious one, but trying to know what your limits are. 
Because there really is a point with alcohol where you can enjoy maybe the first glass of wine, maybe the second one. And then after that, probably if we're really honest with ourselves, we're not really enjoying it. We just get on a bit of a roll and we continue drinking and it doesn't necessarily help us to feel better or to relax more or enjoy any kind of benefits after those initial kind of two drinks. So can you kind of drink till you start to get a little bit of an effect from it and then stop after that so that you're not getting drunk, so that you're not going so far. So really trying to know what your limits are and trying to stick to those so that you don't have a hangover the next day. Secondly, I've really found that choosing a drink that is a bit less delicious can stop you from drinking as much. So when I want to try and control how much I'm drinking, I might have something like a vodka and soda. And it's not quite as delicious as a cocktail, so I might be less tempted to drink so much. Thirdly, it's a classic, but it absolutely works, drinking water while you're drinking alcohol. Remembering that alcohol is something that dehydrates your body, and dehydration is one of the big reasons that you feel terrible the next day. And so if you can be drinking a glass of water for every alcoholic drink that you have, and before you go to bed, trying to drink two big glasses of water before you get into bed after you've had a night of drinking will really help. Of course, eating before you drink. Don't do what I did at 15 and go out on an empty stomach. Try and eat something. It's going to make a difference the next day. And if you do find yourself with a hangover the the day after a big night out, then remembering that whatever you're experiencing is going to pass. I always say to myself or tell my clients this saying, this too will pass. Just remembering that can help you just to get through whatever you're experiencing in that moment. Try and look after yourself as much as you can. Try to not take your thoughts too seriously when you're hungover. Don't make any big decisions. Don't kind of raise issues with loved ones because you're not necessarily going to be in the best state of mind to to know how you really think and feel about situations. And just try and take your thoughts less seriously. Saying to yourself things like, you know, my thoughts are not facts, can just be something simple and small that you can do to start to lighten, you know, the mental load and to take them less seriously. There's something really interesting as well that happens if you're in the pub or out out on a night out or at a dinner party or something and you're drinking, there's something that happens after people have had about three or four drinks where things get a bit weird and people have reached a certain level of drunkenness where they stop being normal you know you 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 can see that because you're the sober one and they start repeating themselves they stop making sense you know things get a bit weird and potentially that's a good time to leave um, when people reach that certain stage of drunkenness maybe you can almost pick up on the kind of giddiness from other people and you can just embrace embrace that situation when it happens or you might decide that you want to leave at that point when people start getting too drunk and it can be really interesting just to discover how much more you're capable of if you don't drink or if you drink less you know what if you were to wake up on a Saturday and not have that anxiety and have so much more energy and enthusiasm for your day rather than spending the day nursing a hangover? What if you could actually be really present with people when you're 
speaking to them and you could really remember conversations the morning after rather than it all getting lost in a bit of a haze. These were a couple of things that I found really powerful and beneficial when I gave up alcohol for about a year and a half. And I found something really important for me was to arrange things to do that didn't involve drinking. Because yes, you can go to the pub and you can go for nights out and not drink. However, it's also nice to have those experiences where alcohol is not necessarily the main event. So it might be that you go for brunch with people or that you go to a fitness class together or that you go to something cultural that doesn't involve having to drink. And also think about how you want to explain to other people about what you're doing because depending on what your group of friends or your colleagues or your family are like, you might find that there's some almost negativity from other people about the choice that you're making to drink less or not to drink. So sometimes people might say that you're being a party pooper it's usually about them really feeling possibly threatened or abandoned and it's less about you and your decision and really about them and their issue. I've also found that some people might even feel judged by you. They feel that because you've stopped drinking and they still drink that somehow that means that you're judging them which obviously is not the case and it's really again about their issue and you've just got to remember that You've got to do something for yourself. You're doing it for yourself, not for anybody else. And think of how you're going to explain that to other people and even practicing explaining it to people and rehearsing explaining it because that will just help you to feel stronger in your decision if you're coming up against some negativity or resistance from other people about your choice not to drink. So some of the reasons that people will use alcohol for their anxiety in the first place might be that it helps with social anxiety so if the thought of going to a party or a networking event or a wedding sober seems completely horrendous to you then having alcohol there is going to be something that can almost be like a protective shield or something that can support you or help you to feel more safe so it's no wonder that if you have perhaps social anxiety or any type of anxiety really that you might almost use it as a crutch as something to help you to get through a challenging situation. And yes, it might seem that in the short term that it's helping, but actually in the longer term, we need to think about the longer term impact of that. And one of the things that really struck me when I stopped drinking is that I was forced to develop more confidence in myself and to become more able to go into situations like networking events or parties and not drink and I had to learn more about myself had to develop more kind of abilities and skills and work on myself more and it's almost as if it forced that that part of me to develop more and for me to actually heal some of that social anxiety because I wasn't hiding behind the alcohol anymore and so actually stripping away the alcohol can be quite a powerful thing in helping you to make more progress with your own mental health and your own confidence. It's also often used to help us to switch off, isn't it? After a stressful day at work, if you're somebody that finds it hard to switch their brain off, that has a lot of overthinking going on, then that glass of wine or that beer or gin and tonic can be a resource, I suppose, for you to help you to calm down at the end of the day. 
And while I don't want to necessarily take that away from you, there are still a lot of things that you can be doing that aren't potentially creating more anxiety the next day that could help you to feel more relaxed. And so many ideas that I could go on and on about from meditation to exercise to talking to someone to having therapy. But there are a lot of other options and you don't necessarily need to have that alcohol there, especially if it's creating more anxiety for you in the long term. So just lastly, I want to suggest something to help you to sort of weigh up the pros and cons of drinking or not drinking. So you very simply get a piece of paper or you write in your notebook and you draw a line down the middle of that sheet of paper and you just write the pros and cons of drinking. So what are the benefits of continuing to drink? What good aspects of it are there for you? So it might be, you know, social aspects, it helps you to relax after work. It might be that it it helps you to fit in with your group of friends. And then looking at the cons, so maybe it's that you have health anxiety the next day or that you spend a lot of money and you're worried about money or that you feel paranoid the next day. And really just weighing that up and recognising what the pros and cons are and that might help you to stick to or make a decision about what to do. And if you do decide to cut down on your alcohol or cut it out completely, then keep a log of how you feel, keep a log of your symptoms so that you can really be sure about the impact that it's having. And if it does have a big impact on you, then knowing what that impact is can be very motivating to help you to continue on that journey. And if you really think that you have a problem with alcohol, if you think that it's impossible for you to stop drinking and yet you want to, I think it's really important to get some professional help. Please speak to your GP, go to an AA meeting, get some kind of support on that. You don't have to suffer with that alone and it is absolutely possible to get help and to to feel better. So I would love to hear from you about whether this is something that affects you. Does alcohol anxiety affect you? How do you manage it? What do you experience? And do you have any tips on how to overcome it or how to feel better please send me a message on instagram you'll find me on instagram under chloe brotheridge so i really hope this has been helpful to you and that you'll consider some of the things that i've mentioned i'm sending you loads of love and all the best for whatever you're dealing with at the moment and i hope that you'll tune in again soon thanks bye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.